have a TV party tonight. All right! We're gonna have a TV party, all right! Hey everybody, welcome to It's Cool But It Sucks. You told me I couldn't sing. Yeah, well Dana was supposed to sing and she didn't sing. You told me I couldn't sing, so I didn't sing. Nah, too late now. Cool, but it sucks. Cool, but it sucks. I sang. Well, good for you. (laughs) Alright, fine. Alright. Hey everybody, welcome back to It's Cool But It Sucks. Who are you? I'm, I'm John, I think. I'm Gedge. I'm Gedge. Dana, you're Gedge now? Yeah. <laughs> what? What? Gedge got these these cool sunglasses, and he's not Gedge anymore. He's Fidel I know, Castro. I know. You look Fidel like... Fidel Gedge. Fidel Gedro. You do look like Fidel Castro. Okay. And I mean that in, like, a pretty good way. Yeah, it's... He's only responsible for the murder of his own people. Yeah, but he But he always style. cut a striking, you know, silhouette. Yeah. He and he stood up to things. Western imperialism, so yeah, he, it's okay. He, he just, like, curb stomped that Bay of Pigs thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, do you, so, what was Che Guevara like? Um, he was totally justified in everything he did. <laughs> <laughs> Does he warrant a T-shirt or a, yeah. a million? Yep. Yep. Okay. Cool. I uh, I can't remember if I owned this shirt, but it was a busted T-shirt, and it was a instead of a Che Guevara, it was a monkey, and it was a Viva La Evolution. Oh, I've seen, I've seen yeah, that shirt. Yeah. Yeah. That was always fun. <laughs> Have you seen the t-shirt that's Che Guevara wearing a ta- Che Guevara t-shirt? No. Yeah. For when you're going to want to get really meta. I suspect he probably does not approve of the commercialization of his uh, his image. You think he's trying to sue somebody? Like if he was From still around. From beyond the grave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh... We got a little bit off topic. No, I think this is this is potent conversation. Yeah. This is, this is so current. Yes. You know, but, uh... What with the rise of fascism, and uh, <laughs> yeah, if you would have just sung that song, you wouldn't have derailed us. I didn't do know? anything. You told me I couldn't sing, so I didn't sing. Okay, this I is, pointed this... at you and I said, "Sing, sing, sing, sing." No, you didn't. You went, and nobody knows what that is because nobody can see that except for me. Yeah, and I was going. Well, you told me you I knew what sing, I was doing, so... Gedge. Yeah, yeah, we were setting you up so you could sing your song about our right. topic. We're gonna okay. have a topic All right. today, and Shh. all right, ready? Okay. Are you guys ready for this? Yep. Let's talk about it, baby. Let's talk about you and it. Let's talk about it. That was my song. <laughs> that would have worked better yeah. had that been five minutes ago. Yeah, there's so much buildup. Yeah, I know. Ooh. We had to talk about stupid Fidel Castro instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you want to know what Gedge looks like, go to the Instagram and you'll be like, wow. You'll be like, oh my the God. The ghost of Fidel Castro haunts John and Dana's house. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like adamant, adamantly anti-communist too. I know. Which is, uh, well, you also yeah. kind of look like uh, not John Borman. Um, oh shit, the guy that wrote Conan the Barbarian. Robert E. Howard. No, not the novel. Not the actual the, author. The, the the guy who wrote the screenplay. Yeah. So I don't know who you're talking about, and I that's, like Conan, and I didn't even look that up. That's gonna annoy the shit. I mean, he was in the same film class as Spielberg, and oh really? Yeah. Um, Did he do Conan the Destroyer as well? I don't think so. He also probably why it wasn't a good movie. Uh, he also did uh, John Milius. That's what it is. He also did Red Dawn. Oh, um, really? Yeah. So John Milius was crazy as shit. Um, Red, Red Dawn's a really awful movie. Yeah, but I love it. Like, oh yeah, you do kind of look like him. You're a lot thinner, obviously. His beard wasn't as That's long. That's cool. So, uh, uh, John Goodman in The Big Lebowski was supposed to be more or less John Milius. 
Really? Yeah, like same mannerisms and everything. <laughs> also, you know in Jaws, when they're on the boat and they're showing the scars to each other, and Quint goes into the whole thing about the Indianapolis? Yeah. Said, oh, we were out in the water, and then uh, the first shark started showing up two hours ahead. Uh, John Milius, like, recited that entire monologue to Steven Spielberg over a phone. Because Spielberg called him and he was like, I want to do something in this scene, but I don't know what it is. And he was like, why don't you do this? And he just, like, said it to him. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, John Milius is crazy as shit, but he's like... Yeah. yeah. Apparently... Uh, is he what... still around? Yes, he had a bad stroke. Oh, okay. Um, And he was, like, regaining his, like, speech a few years ago. But, yeah, he's still around. Dude, they should get him to write... Like a King Conan movie, and then have Verhoeven direct it. Ooh, that'd be so. That'd be, that'd be sexy. The, the best. Guys, I came here to talk about it. No, we got no. We're, we're gonna finish the conversation. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm done. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, <laughs> so that was actually a good timing. Nobody yeah. can see me, but I gave John the middle finger. <laughs> oh no, I, I want to say something about, else about John Milius, but I forgot. Oh yeah, when they filmed Apocalypse Now, because he was he wrote Apocalypse Now. Yeah. Um, when they were filming the voiceover scenes, where you know, because uh. Martin Sheen does all the narration over it. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he kept telling him, he was like, no, nah, you don't sound crazy enough. You don't sound afraid enough. And Martin Sheen was like, I don't know what you want me to do. And, he, and John Millies pulled a pistol out and was like, we're going to stay here until you get it right. <laughs> That's awesome. And then he did it right. <laughs> okay, so can we talk about it now? Or No, we got to talk about the Defenders. Yeah, you want to talk about Defenders for five well, minutes? Well, before nobody, we get there, what have we been doing in the past month? Yeah, because like... We got to build up because it's a big topic and we got to build up yeah. to it because it was actually really good. Yeah. So, so we'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. We got to bury the lead, Dana. Got to keep the people like listening. Like, what yeah. Do I know? I just, they want to hear about it, but we want to talk about other teams. But, but we really got to talk about John Milius first. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know no, anything I about it. that. I, didn't, I, I learned something new. There's a documentary about him. I don't know if it's still on Netflix, but it's awesome. Really? Yes. Oh, so check it out. Yes. Um. Yeah. So what, what's everybody been up to? Man, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Not much. Just usual work. Yeah. You've been wrestling. Yeah, I've been wrestling. 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 Yeah. When's your show coming up? Uh, Aren't you going to be wrestling publicly soon? Yeah. Sometime. Coming out of the closet. <laughs> wrestling soon. <laughs> coming out of the back. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was wrong. I shouldn't have made that in joke. A, in a month, no, I just, in a month or so, maybe. I was really rooting for John to get like the whitey tidy, um, like speedo type of wrestling the outfit. Nah. Yeah, no, not the trunks. You're doing the pants with the. Yeah, I'm, I'm going for pants. I don't want to shave my legs. Like sequins and like a kimono and like angel wings. A kimono. Yeah, because like why robe? the fuck not? Because you're a wrestler. Who cares? You, it's your job to entertain, baby. You can't wear it. That's a. Isn't that like a. A girl? No, was, there's there's man kimonos. Really? Didn't yeah. who who's the famous guy who wore the kimonos? Ric Flair. Ric Flair. Right. I mean, he wore big robes. Big poofy fucking robes with boas on them. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's Ric Flair, he's a nature boy. I know. So a kimono is gonna look great next to that. Well, what's what's your, style and profile. What, what's your, what are you going for? Just going for like rough and tumble brawler guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like Irish brawler. Yeah, like Scottish brawler guy. Oh, Scottish brawler. It's like somewhere in between like Roddy Piper and like uh like no, I don't, I don't like Dean Ambrose that much, but you know something like that. So you're gonna wear like stretchy jeans and. No, I'm not gonna wear the the Spanx jeans. Look like you showed up to your like you're like a dysfunctional dad showing up to your yeah. son's birthday. Yeah. I'm drunk at a Chuck E. Cheese wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a good gimmick, that, though. Actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be like Stan Marsh in that episode of South Park. Which one? You know, where he keeps getting fights at Little League games. Oh, yeah. I thought this was America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should do that. 
Yeah, that'd be my uh, secondary gimmick. Yeah, yeah. If this, uh, can can we say your name, the your stage name yet? Yeah. If your John Claymore thing doesn't work out. Yeah, I'll go through a few gimmicks. Yeah. I'll be Doink the Clown number seven. So when you, <laughs> no, when you, you when you say John Claymore in your head, what do you see? Do you see big giant sword or a detonating device? Big giant sword. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's yeah. Because it's a Scottish thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why yeah, did you come yeah, up yeah. with that name? Like, how how did you come up with that? Well, I wanted to do the Scottish thing because, like, you know, when you're a wrestler, you think about like, what's the thing I think is kind of badass? Yeah. You know, unless you want to be like, Doink the Clown, I guess. But uh, usually it's like oh, I want to be like a fighter guy, whatever. And so like, some dudes go like, I think Scarface is badass, and they do that. Or some people think like, I want to be a boxer, or some people I want to be like a street fighter. And I think that like the whole like Scottish warrior thing. Yeah, is is cool. So, but you're not gonna go full warrior like uh, Seamus, though, right? No, 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 no. I'm not. Well, I mean, he has the mohawk and the and the panties. Yeah. But uh, the panties. That's what, what I was thinking. The, the, <laughs> the good, the good looking panties with the yeah. Super Would you you'd prefer that? I think if you're gonna go for it, I don't have defined enough legs. To you do need that. to you need to be complete. First of all, completely hairless from the neck down. Completely hairless. Okay. Yeah, secondly, probably. baby oiled. No, yes, no baby oil. Yes. It okay, makes well you then, slippery. Well, then sheen, <laughs> some kind of sheen. Is it dangerous to oil yourself up like that? Um, It's not dangerous like on your person, per se, because it kind of dries out. But they say it gets dangerous because you hit the ropes a lot, and then the ropes get slick. Oh, that makes sense. And then like somebody goes to do like a springboard splash or something, and they slip and die, and then it's because you wanted and to look all shiny. Your stupid wife said, yeah, do baby oil. I get you, it. You I get it. So what, okay, I'm It's because you didn't want to do the sit-ups, and so you just had, tried to get that ab shine. Okay, I'm hearing you. <laughs> so what else would you... Would you do like oil with glitter? I'm thinking like, like emblazoned on his chest. I think like the panties have to have like fire on them. Like I like I, I see fire. Like on his butt. Yeah, like yeah. on the butt. Like, like I, I went like to I see Chipotle. Flames. Yeah. No, I see like you know the. Should the he have a tramp stamp of... too? No, you don't need the tramp stamp. Okay. But okay, so flames. Okay, and then plus, I'm not talking glitter, y'all. I'm talking hand sewn sequins, so that when the light hits you, it's like a disco ball in your crotch. You're like describing Mike's <laughs> outfit. Okay, and then on top of that, <laughs> Mike, your trainer. Yeah. On top of that, you need a kimono. His says, his says God's gift and sequins on his butt. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love him all for it. Kimono, and then but not just a kimono. Fringe. I'm talking fringe under the arms. Leather. So fringe. like Macho Man meets Ric Flair. Yeah, You're describing man. a Native American. I don't know. I keep calling it a kimono. Thing. It's just a robe. It's a kimono. With no, the, kimono with is like a short with leather like, fringe. That sounds like a, big, a Native American thing. I am yeah. talking about a kimono. I'm not talking about a robe. Oh, you want like like the short like knee height like kimono? I'm talking about a kimono, and then you take the kimono off very dramatically, like, and it's just fire and sequins and abs, tits and ass. <laughs> Work it, dude. I, yeah. <laughs> I took Dana to one wrestling show, and she saw one set of abs, and she's yeah. never been the same. I'm just saying, yeah, I get how, it. How are I you, get it. Yeah, how are your abs coming? <laughs> Poorly. Oh. <laughs> I have lost a shitload of weight, but my abs are not there. Oh, okay. <laughs> you got to get really low body fat percentage. Well, you got to get that. abs, so that way if somebody like kicks you in the stomach, it doesn't hurt. Yeah, that's true. Like That's so, what they're like, get muscle, so that way if you get hit, you're like, ugh. <laughs> when do you work on... Building your personification mm-hmm. of your character. When does mm-hmm. when does that happen? Just organically. Okay. You start. I mean, there's a lot. Like I could go in and be like, "This is my character," and I know what it is. And I go in, but then I couldn't wrestle worth a shit. Mm-hmm. 
So you're just focusing mainly on the wrestling. Yeah, you not, get it down. Not character. And then, I mean, Sorry. if you know what your character is or what you want it to be eventually, it helps inform how you do things. So when you learn to throw a punch, you would say, I think my character throws a punch like this. And you work on that. Or I think that my character will walk around the ring like this. And then that kind of informs your speed, your tempo, and things like that. So I got like Roddy Piper a lot, and he was like really high energy. So he like moved around the ring real quick and jumped on people and punched them in the face and all kinds of stuff. And like the Macho Man for the same reason. Yeah. So I kind of want to do that. So I get my cardio up because otherwise I get blown up really early. Wait, who? Who the? The Macho the Man. Macho Man. The Macho yeah. Man. <laughs> Dig it. I'm not, do, you, I'm not doing it. Come what, on, Dana. I'm not doing it. What do you think of Washing him, my macho Dana? Hair. What do you think of him wrestling? What's I think your it's opinion great. about it? I think it's great. I think it's one of the only things. That you can do where you're working out really, really hard and looking great. You're eating right. You're making connections in the entertainment industry because that's what it is, is an entertainment job. And then you're making a bunch of friends. Like, I don't see almost any downside to it, except I'm not going to see you as much once you start doing shows. And addiction to painkillers is probably a downside, well, right? Yeah, well, I mean, I've already got that. you got to be yeah. careful. <laughs> you got your that's opioid. why you joined, right? Yeah, it's like, addiction. <laughs> meet more people with painkillers. <laughs> I just don't see any downside unless you get really, really hurt. That's a downside. Yeah. But what it is, and all that it is, is it's an acting career. You are just an yeah. entertainer. So I was thinking that about, makes total sense. It's the only thing I can think of that's creativity meets athleticism. Yeah, pretty much. I can't think of anything else that was like, oh, I go work out and jump around and do athletic things, and I also tell stories. Yeah, you're an actor who you're an ath- you're an athletic actor. Figure skating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah, that's There's, true. Gymnastics. That's more dangerous. But you're not though, telling a story in gymnastics. You're, you're just doing flips. Because you're skating on um, interpretive knives. dance. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody caught that because you guys were oh, talking pro about wrestling that. on ice. I That'd be yeah. sick. Yeah. No, because you're I'll on knives. To, I'll have to uh, re-listen to that part. Mm, I'm sorry, thanks, I missed guys. that. Thanks, guys. Sweaty mm. balls. Sweaty <laughs> balls. That's pretty cool, though. So, what have you been up to, Dana? Uh, just being a mom, just doing some mom stuff. Mom and that's not just all you're doing. Mom and a mom and a mom and a mom. That's right. I officially watched All Eyes on Me, and guess fucking what? What? I'm in it. I'm standing behind Tupac, so Tupac is alive, and I can verify because I'm standing behind him. What's this? It's a movie about Tupac. The Tupac Tupac movie. movie. All Eyes on Me. Tupac Shakur. It was really bad. It was not. Wait, is this the one where he's like, "You got to stand up for yourself." You gotta like be something. Is that, it, that movie? The movie about Tupac Shakur, the yeah, rapper. So. The one where like my should aunt, be pretty clear. my aunt really influenced me. Is this? I don't know. Yeah, just, just, this just should be like really straightforward. Yeah. <laughs> it's about Tupac. There's only one yeah. Tupac movie. There's only one Tupac Shakur. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the one, the one where he was like, he's like, I gotta make something of myself. I guess. I don't know what you're talking? Yeah, about. maybe. Mm-hmm. That's that one. Like, I don't know. Um, yeah, but Dana's in it. Yeah. And I then his aunt fled to to Cuba. Do you remember that? No, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You don't? Look it up. Look what up? The, what name? Tupac's aunt. Well, whatever. That's not in the movie. No, his, I I mean, according to the trailers I saw, his aunt played a role in the movie. What? Did you see the movie? Yeah, we watched it. Like, we were just saying. Like, am, I, am I thinking about another Tupac Shakur movie? I don't know. But mm. like, there's a whole like subplot with him and his mom. Oh, really? She's a Black Panther, and then she gets addicted to medicines. Like heroin. <laughs> I want. Hmm. Maybe it was his mom. I thought it was his aunt. His aunt was a Black Panther or something. 
No, I think no, it was his mom. mom in real life was the Black Panther. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Mm. But anyway, it's a bad movie. It's yeah, got it's Mario Van Peebles not, in it. That was weird. Not the best movie. But you're in it. Yes. She Doing was what? the best part. Thank you. She's a club girl in the back. Oh, really? Yeah, I was supposed to be a bartender, but yeah, this is a you're long not story. A, uh, which is weird because in the movie, you're clearly just there with friends. Well, I was in the sluttiest outfit. They had everybody else in regular outfits, but they had me and this other girl in really slutty outfits. And they were like, yeah, you two are going to be bartenders. And then when you come, when you and are Dana's doing some not extra work, at a bar, she's like no, in a supposed, group of it's people. It's supposed to be at a club, okay? So yeah, but you're but drinks. you're not taking an order. You it's don't have any drinks. I know. Well, they gave that part to another girl because here's why: they walked around and they were like, "Okay." Well, that girl wasn't in the movie. She was in the movie, so um, oh, never mind. They go, "Okay, if you want to be seen, it, this this is in January. It's like 28 degrees outside. It's one in the morning when we're we're in very very skimpy clothes. We're exposed to the elements." And they go, "Okay." If you want to be seen, you need to be like, you need to be taking your top, you know, not your top off, but you need to be like, um, what are you doing? There. Sorry. Okay. Anyway, so everybody had their pea coats on. And when the the people are walking by, they're like, okay, we're going to pick people for the scene. They're like, we don't care if it's 28 degrees. You need to be taking your coats off. You need to be showing some, some enthusiasm here. And I was like, fuck this. Like, A, I go to bed at (laughs) nine. For your really bad movie. And I was like, B, what you know and so anyway long story it was not a good experience all in all but but you made it yeah they didn't move there yeah you so, can see my back j- just so you know i'm not crazy asada shakur often referred to oh okay she's a for- former member of the black liberation army black nationalist and uh she was accused of like in a shootout with some uh, state troopers in the New Jersey Turnpike. Is this his mom or his aunt? This is Who his is step aunt and godmother. I have no idea. And then uh, she escaped prison and fled to Cuba. Oh. Thus the connection, Fidel Castro from earlier. There we go. Oh, full yeah. circle, I get it. Yeah. Oh, Bring it back. That's why it. I brought it up and you guys are like, like fuck you. Fuck you you don't know what the fuck about? you're talking about. I still did still didn't have anything I, to do with the movie. I've never heard of that. <laughs> I haven't. I just never heard that story. Unless that was like the first five minutes that we missed. No, she. No, maybe I mean, there they was consolidated a lot about, his uh, family a little bit. A lot bit, about his mother. Characters. His mother was a Black Panther. She didn't flee to Cuba. I'm just. Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't in the movie. That's why I was really confused. Mm. Oh well, no right. big deal. I just look. Just so you know, I'm not crazy. Uh, this is getting a little divisive here. Maybe we should yeah. talk about it. A movie we all like. Nah. We also watched The Defenders. Well, you did not watch The Defenders, Dana, yeah. did you? No, I didn't. You were the Lucky. smart one. Lucky. <laughs> All right. I had, like, hopes because Daredevil and Jessica Jones are good. Yeah. And Luke Cage was almost good. Mm-hmm. I still, like, I root for Luke Cage because at least it was trying something. Like, it had, like, a viewpoint. Yeah. Like, even more so than the other shows. It had shows. a message. It had a message. It had a viewpoint. It wasn't plotted well, and the time... I'm okay with messages and viewpoints as long as they the plot... Yeah, like, is laid out okay. Otherwise, it just kind of becomes a soapbox. Yeah, and that's that's what I worry about. And then it did at times. Um, I also don't like how they changed his character. Yeah. Um, at least his character in this show was more consistent with the Luke Cage show. Half the time. Yeah, half, and then half the time it was the Jessica Jones. It was like Luke they had, It was almost. It felt like they had two different writers for Luke Cage. Yeah. Um, because then he would get he would get really uh awesome, and then he'd turn into like a a weakling. You yeah. Know? At least, uh, you know, Iron Fist was uniformly bad. Oh, yeah. I don't know how they're going to repair that at all. The thing that just... So, it's really easy to, like... Especially the Marvel characters, to get stuck in the, like, Oh, everybody's so quippy, and 
Yeah. Like, shooting jokes off all the time. But, like, that's one of the things, like, the dynamic between Iron Fist and Luke Cage is that, like, Iron Fist runs his mouth a lot. And yeah. Luke Cage is like, shut up. We're trying to do stuff. Because they're a team in the in the comic books. Yeah. Heroes for Hire. And it's like, man, they just totally missed the mark with Danny Rand. Uh, yeah. They just, like... Holy shit! They couldn't have made a more bland character. Do they? Do you think part of that's the actor writing? Where, where do you lay the blame on that? There are parts when Finn Jones is kind of funny and yeah. like he has like character and like charisma. That's, yeah. So I don't think it's all him. I think it's just the writing. Mm-hmm. Every other line is like, "I am the immortal lion for his protector of Kun Lun." Yeah. I am the immortal lion for his protector of Kun Lun. I am the immortal, and it's like, shut. The, why is this so bad? Yeah, and he but, still does never explain what that means at all. Yeah, never. Oh, they didn't even explain it on the show. I had thirteen episodes, and they never really explained it. Yeah, and but, there'll be even be points where the like other characters will be like, "What does that mean?" And then like the conversation will get interrupted, and yeah. it's not able to be explained at all. At least Colleen Wing was cool. Yeah, his girlfriend. She was okay. I thought she was kind of boring in Defenders. Though. She's cool in the show. Yeah, she wasn't great in the Defenders. Um, but Daredevil and, and uh. Jessica, Jessica Jones, Jones were, great. were awesome. Yeah, so like half the show was great. Yeah, the two shows. Oh, we I don't like, say great. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like doable. The show was not good. Um, the 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 one thing I will say was awesome was that scene where, uh, Iron Fist goes in and confronts that board, and then all of a sudden it turns out they're all assassins, and then Luke Cage walks in, mm-hmm. and then starts playing Run the Jewels, and they have like the four of them like actually fighting everybody in the hallway. I I didn't like that. I liked it because at least something happened. Yeah, something happened, but it, it felt like... It was really corny. Yeah, well... But it had run the jewels, and Luke Cage was, like, throwing people, and I was like, this is sick. I, I thought it looked, the set looked cheap. I thought the choreography would look cheap. That's because they blew all their money spent paying the taxes to actually film in New York, even though nothing in that show looks like it actually takes place in New York. Yeah, it looked like they filmed on set everywhere. Yeah. So. Yeah, that, that was the whole thing. Like, look, we're actually filming a show in New York. That never happens. The Did they re- film Jessica Jones in New York? Yeah, and it looked like New York. That's the yeah. only show that actually looks like New York. Because yeah. they like, went outside. It's not just warehouses. Yeah, that looks good. Maybe the Punisher will look like New York. Oh, man. That Punisher trailer. trailer was sick. Oh, man. Did you see that? Did you see that, Dana? I didn't see it. It's, all, see it. it's like the Punisher shooting people like to the to rhythm the, to the, yeah, of Metallica's of the, one. Like the drum rhythm it's of like, one, yeah. <laughs> And yeah. it's like people like cocking machine guns and shooting. It's sick. Dude, might, so I might good. have to Google that. Like if Drew wasn't in Afghanistan, I would have called him and been like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> he might still pick up. You never know. That's true. Like I, I showed that to Annie. I was like, "I don't think this is your show, but this is a really good trailer. Like, yeah. This looks really good." It's and all just like Metallica and John Berthold just going like, yeah. <laughs> He has like such a distinct, weird yell. Yeah. Like, I, li- I like I I have high hopes for that one. Yeah. That one feels like it's going to be more in the vein of Daredevil. Yeah. Um, Marnie's boyfriend from Girls is microchip in the show. Or I think it's the same dude. I don't know anything you just said. There. I was talking to Dana. <laughs> oh, okay. She's you wouldn't not you wouldn't know because he gets really depressed when he has to talk to Dana. All right, let's see. <laughs> the Punisher, not not 2004. Let's see, no. 2017. Is that the one where he blows up the dude or the rocket launcher? No, that's 2008. Oh, okay. Punisher Warzone. Oh yeah, Which... you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, no, you and I need to watch that movie one day, dude. Yeah. Holy moly! For those of you who watch Girls, Desi isn't it? Yeah, Girls. Yeah. Um, yeah. He plays Microchip. Last played by Wayne Knight. <laughs> you know. Hmm. 
No, I don't know Wayne Knight. Who's Wayne you don't know Knight? Wayne Knight? The name sounds familiar. You know Newman from Seinfeld? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I just know him as Newman. I was actually thinking or, about yeah, that a couple days ago. Or what's his dude from Jurassic Park? Yep. Just Newman. The guy who gets killed. Yeah, he gets by that. spit in the face yeah. by the spitty spitosaurus. Um, yeah, yes, so, yes, Fidel. Please continue. Um, umbrella spitosaurus. <laughs> no, I was going to say, Defenders, half of it was decent. The other half was the shows that I didn't like. <laughs> Um, but nothing really happened, and I, no. I didn't care about the hand. I didn't care about um, Black Sky. I didn't didn't yeah. really dig that. That was cool in Daredevil, and they totally fucked it up in this show. Yeah, everything just got really boring. Um, yeah. But what was interesting is we were talking about this a little bit earlier. But that show, Mister Robot, mm-hmm. which you don't like, no, I'm not a big fan. I can't figure out if I like it or not, but I keep watching it. <laughs> um, that's a show that has nothing much happens during the course of an episode of that show. But for some reason I keep watching and I think it's because it's so tonally heavy. Like I'm okay watching the main character stare at a ceiling for five minutes while a song plays in the background. And for some reason I'm like engaged, but like they pretty much try to do the same thing in defenders where like, there'll be five minutes of just a shot of something, you know? And it just, it doesn't come across very well at all. And And I was kind of thinking, if Defenders isn't going to have a plot, they should at least focus on tone. I just don't Maybe underst- it would work out a little bit better. I just don't understand why they spent so much time. I mean, I get it from like scheduling reasons. Why they'd cut to so many scenes of like all the sidekicks like in one room in a police station. Yeah. Which was really stupid. And why they didn't just have like one big-ass crazy action scene at the end of every episode. That's the only reason. True. Like, Daredevil did that. They were like... In Daredevil season two, like every episode had some big sort of exclamation point at the end. Yeah, like the Punisher would shoot Daredevil, or they'd have a big biker fight, or the Punisher would kill a bunch of people in the prison, or the you know it's mostly the Punisher. But um, yeah, it was just like it's only eight episodes. It's a team up show. Just yeah. have something cool happen in every episode just to get you through it. I think it could have done well with six episodes. Yeah. It still would have been bad, but yeah. at least I would have got through it faster. Yeah, I just they've had like five years to you know figure out what they were going to do with this one show and then what did shit the bed well what did you think about the ending because friend of the show jared who i don't know if he wants me to keep talking about hi jared how he's a friend of the show but, he's so uh, friendly yeah but he really liked the ending with daredevil waking up in the uh the convent i liked it to whatever degree but it, it doesn't narratively make sense um i mean i i didn't read the comics but he was saying something along the lines that that falls in line with the comics yeah, I mean, there's a whole arc where Daredevil dies, and he comes back. I can't remember And then happens. Danny Rand becomes Daredevil for a little bit. Yeah, da- yeah, Danny Rand was Daredevil for a minute. I think that was a separate occasion. I don't think that was... But it sounds like they're working it in so that, like... Um, wow, what's his name? Matt Murdock can come back, and people don't suspect he's Daredevil because Danny Rand has taken over the the guys of daredevil so everyone's like oh I, you're you're not okay. i highly doubt they do that in the shows you, you don't think no i mean they kind of set it up at the end because you had uh you had danny Rand perched above the on the building looking out and yeah but danny doesn't know where to get the costume they're gonna let they're gonna have to do some stupid logic he leaps to get there can just steal a scarf wrap it around his head and he's good to eh, go i don't i don't think it'll... you don't you don't, don't think they're I mean, how how would they not how would they not go that route? That seems like how they've set it up. Yeah, but that wasn't know? like a big thing in the comics. Yeah, that's not like something everybody was like. Remember when Iron Fist was Daredevil and he came back? That was like 
one comic book. Friends of the show, Jared remembered. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. But I mean, like, <laughs> that's two people. Boom. I, that might make Iron Fist a little bit better. I don't know. I, I, mean, well, I don't know if it'll make him look better. We'll yeah. just want Daredevil back. I don't know what's going to happen. I hope they just do some sort of bullseye arc in the next one. Just what, fucking what, have bullseye what, in it. What's bullseye? Oh, That's, he's the dude in the other movie, the Irish guy. Yeah, and, he's Daredevil's like arch nemesis. Yeah. It's been two seasons, no bullseye. Just fucking put bullseye in it. Yeah. I, I kind of wish they would just get rid of uh, Iron Fist and, and the Luke Cage show and just roll uh, Luke Cage back into Jessica Jones. Yeah. And then do crossovers between Daredevil and Jessica Jones. Yeah. I, I think that would be... Or, or roll Luke Cage and Iron Fist into a Heroes for Hire show. And then, like, get rid of their stupid subplots. Yeah. And just make it a Heroes for Hire show. That'd be sick. Because then every episode could be them on a mission. Like, yeah. we, you were hired to do this one thing. And it could have, like, you know, the through line that there's a overarching plot. And then every episode standalone. So that way you're not bored out of your mind with filler episodes this probably didn't bug you as much as it did me but that first episode of defenders where luke cage gets out of prison and he's this unstoppable badass and they're like hey luke cage you're an unstoppable badass indestructible how would you like doing some community service yeah i mean like that's essentially what the plot started out for luke cage and i was like wow this is a a really boring way to kick off the uh, a team-up show it it annoyed me insofar as that you could tell at the end of Luke Cage, like, they were sending him to jail mm-hmm. to, like, do something. Like, he's going to go to jail, and then we're going to have to figure out a way to get him out, or he's going to learn something, or something. The showrunners for Luke Cage had an idea. Yeah. that's why you send him to jail in the last episode. It's a cliffhanger. And, like, the very first scene of Defenders is like, we totally sprung you because we're good lawyers. Have fun, Luke Cage. And it's like, <laughs> it's, it's kind of like the, like, why kill Superman in Justice, or in, uh, Batman v Superman. Batman v Superman when you know he's just going to be back in Justice League. Yeah. Like, it just is There's like... no emotional impact at all. Yeah, it's just like, oh, he went to Georgia for six weeks and now he's coming back. I wouldn't be surprised if the showrunners for Luke Cage are just like, oh, we'll just pretend that never happened. And then they start season two with him in jail. That's what they did with the Jessica Jones season. Yep. They, they were, were like, just like, we don't know who Jessica Jones is. Yeah. We didn't even watch the show. Last time we saw this, like, his bar blew up and he was shot in the head. And yeah. now he works in a barbershop. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I, I miss uh bartender Luke Cage. That was a that was a great character. Yeah. Jessica Jones Luke Cage is the best. And you yeah. watched that, Dana, so you I know did. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Well I, yeah, I, I Well he, he was just like, Hey, I'm sexy Luke Cage. Yeah. And then in Luke Cage you're like now I'm preachy dork Luke Cage. <laughs> I don't know if I want to punch people. Yeah. Even though that's what I do. I feel like bartender Luke Cage is just throw motorcycles at people because he didn't give a shit. Yeah. That was awesome. I'd be into that. Apparently, uh, I think Jessica Jones season two finished filming. Mm-hmm. They're filming Luke Cage season two right now as well. Yeah, so I'm pretty stoked. I guess next year will be uh, Jessica Jones. I've been yeah. waiting that for that one for a while. I'm yeah, excited about that. I'm, ex- I'm I'm curious to see where they go with it. Yeah, because her real, the only real big arc in the comics was the Purple Man. Yeah, so it's kind of on its own legs. Well, apparently. David Tennant's coming back for season two. Yeah. Probably in flashbacks. Everybody's a ghost. Like a mind ghost. Yeah. That'd be sweet. Like he lives in her brain or something. But but they got that storyline set up for the, uh, uh, I don't know what his name is, Captain Nuclear or something, whatever. Oh, yeah. Nuke. Yeah, Nuke. So he's that, he was uh, Hellcat's boyfriend in the first season. Yeah, the crazy cop. Takes the meds and goes bazanas. What? You remember they're like... (laughs) <laughs> You're looking at me like I'm crazy. 
What? You remember like Tupac Shakur has an aunt? What? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking remember about? Jessica Jones' friend Trish in the show? Uh, yeah. Remember like she was dating that cop who like went crazy? No. Mm. That was like a subplot in the second half of the season. Oh, maybe I missed that. Yeah. Oh. I think he'll be back. Yeah, yeah, he will be. I hope they do more with just like with Trish as Hellcat. Yeah, that would be cool. I was hoping they'd have that in Defenders a little bit yeah. more. So instead she just goes to the jailhouse and sits in a room all day. That she just turns into like an Alex Jones radio show. <laughs> the earthquake. Yeah. It wasn't an earthquake. Yeah. That's how she was. <laughs> I'm exaggerating, of course. But the earthquake was an earthquake. Irma's a false flag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were actors. Well. Anyway, yeah, Defenders do not recommend. Yeah. Just watch Jessica Jones or Daredevil Season 2 again. Yep. I would just stick with those shows. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even finish Iron Fist. I don't know. I, I envy Dana for not watching because... I never finished Iron Fist. Yeah. They keep teasing, like, he might get a costume, and I'm like, it's too late. Yeah. Who cares? I actually kind of like the like the army jacket, like the green jacket with the tattoo. Yeah. Like, that's a nice kind of way to update it. But I want... I think the mask could look cool. Yeah. Um, Daredevil's the only one with a costume in that on all those shows. Yeah. That's, so it makes him... When they have, like, the groups, and it's like, look, it's three guys in, like, regular clothes. And then that fucking weirdo with his <laughs> helmet. Yep. But Daredevil looks really cool. So. Daredevil's nice. I still wish he didn't have all the black in the costume. It was just solid red, but that's just me. Yeah. That's just me. What's your, what, what are your thoughts on the, on, on the future of the Netflix Marvel stuff, Dana? <laughs> well, I didn't watch hardly any of it. So but I, you like Jessica Jones, right? I watched, I'll say, like, most of that season. Mm-hmm. I clearly didn't hit every episode. You watched episode. it all? Mm, or I, don't, I don't remember all of it. I watched Luke Cage, was into that. I didn't watch any of this other stuff. You watched Daredevil with me? Barely. You watched most of season two. Mm, no, I definitely watched a little bit of season one. I don't think I got any season two Daredevil. But are you are you excited for no. anything coming up? Are you kind of no. done? I'm Are really, you burned out? I'm really done. I really have Marvel fatigue, honestly. Really? I, re- I seriously do. And then, of course, DC is going to Well, have... that's rich coming from the extra from Civil War. <laughs> yeah. You got paid to be in that stuff. <laughs> well, I was insane, so who Full cares? disclosure. <laughs> um, uh, no. See, she ever works in this town again. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I don't know. I'm just like, I'm, I'm just tired of it. Until they do something new or some, something that shakes up that serialized mode that they're in thor ragnarok yeah Yeah. i don't know spider-man broke out heavy metal the movie yeah i don't know it's the same thing with all these tv shows though like i just spider-man was something else there's so much good tv out there that i'm i literally i'm not even tempted i need someone else to watch spider-man so we can talk about it yeah i'll watch it soon (laughs) what (laughs) well what tv show are you digging right now um, difficult people. Did you ever see that? <laughs> that show's hilarious. Okay, oh, see, this is what I'm talking about. Like, one of the best shows on TV, and nobody knows what it is. Nobody because <laughs> it's a Hulu it. original. Nobody watches Hulu. <laughs> I know it's one of the funniest damn things I think I've ever seen. Yeah. Season one, I, I mean, I, I think I laughed harder than I've laughed at anything. Do you know who Billy Eichner is? Mm-mm. You know, remember Crazy Craig from Parks and Rec? The crazy guy who always yelled at everybody. At yeah, 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 yeah. It's him. That guy was... He's one of the two main characters He came in the at show. the end of the yeah, yeah. Parks and Rec, yeah. Yes. Him and Julie Klausner, who's a female comedian. It's and the guy who really was... Funny. Um, the guy. The guy. Oh, James Aberniak, isn't it? The doc- the voice of Dr. Venture? Yeah, Dr. Venture. Oh, really? I watched like a yeah. whole season of this show. 
I was like, man, and I know who James Aberniak is because in a lot of other stuff. And I was like, God damn, he sounds so familiar. <laughs> and then I was like googling something, and I was like, Oh, yeah, it's Doctor Venture. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's about awesome. it's about two struggling actors in New York. The first season, I think, is one of the funniest things I've seen. There's some there's some moments in there that, in a quiet moment to myself, I'll remember and just laugh. <laughs> I saw him at a panel once, James Aberniak or whatever his name Aberniak. is, Aberniak. I think that's how it is. With um, oh. The one of the creator, it was the two creators. Doc of Hammer and yeah, it was them, and then the guy from Clerks, the the Jason the main Mears character. No, the main character. Dante. Yeah, Dante. That's oh. a weird panel. Weird. Uh, yeah, those were the stars of the convention. This was a comic book convention in Atlanta. I don't know if they've ever done it since. Oh yeah. And it was wow. a lot of Adult Swim people because it was in Atlanta. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was a uh, it was interesting. Hmm. <laughs> I, I thought I had a story going there, yeah, but I don't. No, yeah, okay. no. Yeah, no. <laughs> difficult people's really funny. I think season one, if you if nobody if everybody out there is like, what is difficult people? Go watch season one if you can. Season two and three are funny, but season one is the funniest. It's the best. Okay. Yeah. It's I'll really over it the top. I'll watch it. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to think if there's anything Narcos just came out, but I haven't we haven't watched it. I couldn't get past yet. the first season. Oh, it's so good. Oh dude. Uh, it's, it's really it's all right. good. No, dude. Season, the first dude. season is so good. Once you get through season one, it's like, oh, I'm hooked. And then season two is really good. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it is really good. Because I got to do all the, like, the, that, the first half of that show sucked. You don't like the main guy. No, he's okay. I just, I, the, the show is plotted really weird. I don't like well, the voiceover. It, I don't like the voiceover that much either. And I think it's plotted weird because the timeline on that, like, actual events they accelerate really real screwy. F- yeah. But yeah. they accelerate it really fast. Like, I, I thought there'd be, like, a whole season of just him getting the cartel set up and going. But you're like, oh, no, that happens in, like, ten minutes. Yeah, dude, it keeps going. Like, yeah. I would say continue it because it's really good. And then the se- season like, two is, like, like season one's the rise mm-hmm. of Pablo, and season two is the fall of Pablo. Oh, okay. And now season three is, like, the rise of the Cali cartel. Yeah. So it's it's really cool. And you got Pedro Pascal, and he's so sexy. Muy he's caliente. the guy with the mustache. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have, I've had like three episodes left on the first season. So. Oh yeah, so you got to, yeah, just finish it. Yeah, just keep going because season two is really good. Okay, they take out a lot of that narration. It's still there, but it's not as like overt. Yeah. Um, and then it's just it's interesting. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, no, I that, I really like the show. I just we haven't like you, you, it's not a show you can have on the background because half of it's in Spanish. Yeah. So like you actually have to pay attention. And we haven't had time. Uh, that's too bad. Very good though. Yes. If you do have time. Yes. What? What's this movie you guys keep talking about? What? This movie you keep talking about, Dana? What? It. It. Like it. That. Yeah. That yeah, movie, yeah. Yeah. It. It. Let's talk about it, baby. Let's, let's talk, talk about, about pronoun movies. It. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can we fucking talk about it or what? I don't know. Can we? Uh, you know, Destiny Two came out. You guys and, can uh, so Dana, hurt. may we talk about it? I'm gonna punch one <laughs> of you in the <laughs> grammar <Yeah>. episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, let's go around the table. Gedge, you start. What'd you think? Um, why do why do I start? I don't know because I just weird. told you to. Actually, you should like start. I always start. I should start. You feel like no, you I, I don't always think you start. Should. You feel like you always start. Okay. I don't have as much uh, skin in the game on this movie. Yeah, so I, I have a lot of skin in this game. Yeah, but John always talks. I'm getting I'm getting tired of hearing John babble. I, I have to. I I will provide context oh. for my opinion. Is that okay? No, that's fine. <laughs> All right, John. Yes. What did you <laughs> think? 
sucked. Yeah. <laughs> no, sure. I liked it a lot. <laughs> I was really, really excited about it. And then it delivered. So I was a happy camper. Well, that's all. All right. That's all we got to talk about. I'll talk to you next month. (laughs) (laughs) So you just read the book recently. Yeah. You reread it? Yeah. No, no, no. I read it like four or five years ago. Oh. And I just got bored. And then um, I I went back through and read some sections of the book. Okay. I don't have time to read another 1100 page novel right now. Yeah. It's It's a dense ass book. Um, Yeah. I think it's longer than than The Stand. Yeah, it is. Which is funny because well, it's a bigger story than the stand. Well, it takes place depends like, on how you define bigger. Yeah, it's not as epic, expansive. Maybe. Yeah, expansive. But it's like chronologically longer, I guess. Although I think the revised stand is a couple extra hundred pages tacked on. Fuck the revised stand, nineteen ninety eight. Fuck references stand. to Ninja Turtles. Yeah, and Walkman cassette players. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. So. Background. Go for it. <laughs> I was actually really skeptical about this movie when they announced it because I think the wrong way to adapt the book is to break it into two movies with kids and adults. I think we talked about this yeah. in the past. Because the way the only reason the book works is because the stories run in parallel. Yeah. Um so that way because the kid's story is almost the exact same as the adult story, except the adult story is less interesting. Yep. So and I think this is a problem they're gonna have to a hurdle they're going to have to jump with the next movie, too. How do they make the adult stuff interesting? Yeah, what... because that the whole reason it's interesting in the book is because they're remembering what happened when they were kids. So, right. like, it's filling in the gap with the interesting stuff. And so I was sort of like, ah, oh, that's the wrong way to do it. You need to make, like, a miniseries or, like, one really big fucking movie. Which yeah. I think that I don't necessarily need another three and a half hour long movie in my life, ever. Um... But they could have done it, I think, because I pretty much condensed it concisely into two hours. Yeah. So you tack another hour just to do the adult filler stuff, I think you're fine. I thought um, it was a tight two hours, too. Yeah, it, it, felt, yeah, it, it, was, felt good. it was paced really well. Yeah. But um, coming out of it, I kind of wish they weren't doing a part two. Mm-hmm. And it was just this one movie with the kids... And that's beating it. it and i think it'd be perfect like you don't need the adult stuff if you're only going to focus on the kid stuff yeah because i mean the main theme of the book is about how you grow up forget your childhood but the stuff that happens to you sticks either way yeah i mean that's the whole point like it's a big allegory for like abuse cycles and things like that you know and clown murders <laughs> <laughs> but uh i mean well, and, and if you don't have that call back and forth with, oh, yeah, that's what happened and that's why I'm fucked up, then it almost negates the purpose of even having the the adult stuff. Mm-hmm. That was kind of my thought is what are they going to what new territory are they going to explore now? They kind of yeah. covered pretty much everything. So yeah. they're going to have to go. They're going to have to get out of the book, essentially. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, because. In the novel, they don't, like, as soon as they leave Derry or, you know, the, the farther away they get from Derry, the, they don't remember anything. Like, Bill barely even remembers his brother dying mm-hmm. as an adult. He's a horror novelist, and it's kind of latent terrors come out in his books and things like that, but it's all gone. Like, they don't remember each other. It's not until Mike calls them all and says, like, it's back, that they even start to remember their childhood or what happened. Yeah. Because, really, it was one summer when they were 10 years old. Yeah. I don't remember any summers when I was 10 years old. Um, oh, I remember all of them. And 
barely. Every summer was another like, clown that I had. Yeah, to... all these fucking murder clowns. <laughs> yeah. But uh, and so that like, I don't. If they do the the memory loss thing, then that's gonna be really annoying to sit through a movie of them trying to remember the last movie that we watched. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. so, so it's they're gonna have to rework almost all of it. I think. Yeah, most of the plot of the adult thing is, hey, remember when this happened? And yeah, I'm remembering this now. Yeah. 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 Which is kind of tedious in the book, too, but you're getting that exposition when it happens, so you're like, ah, that's how you yeah. get away with it. So, I don't know. Uh, that's my That was my big caveat, but again, I, so I was kind of like, man, I hope this is good, but the trailers looked amazing, and then going into it, the movie was great. It was, it's, it's not a scary movie to me. Like, I wasn't scared yeah, at any I point, either. but it's one of the best horror movies that I've seen in a long time. Yeah, agreed. Because it was like a fun house. It was like a, a haunted house not a haunted house movie, but it the movie felt like going into a haunted house. Things would jump out, and it was always like a good pace. Like every five minutes, something would happen. So you're always like braced and ready for that new fun scare part. Yeah. And so I was just like, they just executed it perfectly. The kids were amazing too. I, they're gonna have to work their asses off to get an adult squad to be as entertaining as the kids were in this movie. Yeah, they were yeah. really good. I think they really like shot themselves in the foot and casting this movie <laughs> so well. Because if the adults don't live up to it, it's going to be like, well, shit, I'd much rather see the kids again. Yeah. I felt that way about the miniseries, though. I thought I was more... Because, okay, some background. I, I've not read the book. I saw the miniseries okay. a year ago. Most people haven't read the book. Yeah, it was last year. Because when, when we went to that Amon Amarth concert, you and John and I were talking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, we, we watched that and... Uh, I don't have any nostalgia for the old miniseries at all. It seems like a lot of people do. Um, I, I did until I rewatched it. <laughs> and I said, yeah. that sucks. Yeah, but I, I was like, I've, I've heard people that say it's awful. Heard people who talk nothing but good about it. And I, I thought it was it, it was decent. It, it, it did its job. But I always found myself enjoying the kid aspect of it. And mm-hmm. I thought the adults were really stiff in that miniseries. They yeah. were. Which that, is funny because like the kids were nobodies. Yeah. And like the adults were all famous TV actors. Yes. And it was like, why are they so bad? Yeah. And yeah. They were, and they were terrible. <laughs> but um, when I was watching that miniseries, I, I remember I was like, it'd be kind of cool just to have a movie of just the kids stuff, yeah. you know? And that's essentially what they did. Even though I agree with you narratively, it doesn't really make sense. Mm-hmm. It even kind of ruins the theme you were talking about. Yeah. But I mean, they did it and it worked out. It, I mean, they, they yeah. made a good movie. So. And it's funny, too, because originally uh, Carrie Fukunaga was going to direct it, the guy who did True Detective. Oh, okay. The first season, the good season the of good True season. Detective. The good season, yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, whole reason why that show's good. Yeah, and he yeah. wrote, they rewrote the shit out of the script, but he and another guy wrote the script, and it was apparently like way darker and like way more grisly. The really? new line, they couldn't come to terms on like how grisly they wanted to make it. I think because they knew that this is like a Stephen King, and the, the darker they made it, the more money they would lose and it's not like this movie's not hyper violent and grisly because yeah. it is but it was apparently way more grisly um, i didn't think it was too grisly though like it, there was I moments i think when uh yeah i mean it's not grisly. like but i mean they no. show the little kid getting his arm ripped off yeah that was a, that was a little shocking yeah he's like eating the arm and stuff yeah, like it's was... pretty grisly and you know like he stabs his dad in the neck it's gorier in yeah. parts than i thought it would be yeah um does Okay, so spoiler. Yeah, spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah. So if you haven't watched it and you don't want to be spoiled, turn it off. Don't come back. <laughs> yeah, come back after you watch it. So I was really shocked when uh, 
Georgie got his arm eaten off yeah. at the beginning. Because mm-hmm. I didn't, I, I mean, in the miniseries, I think they just cut away. Yeah. Well, um, when was the miniseries film? Like, that was on ABC in 1991. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which makes sense. Really early but, movies. like, did that happen in the book at all? Did yes, it? that's exactly what happened in the book. Except in the book, um, it rips his arm off and he dies in the street. Oh, and they find him in the street? Yeah. Like, oh. they say, like, there's people watching it happen. And then, like, the kid's just dead. Like, and they, oh, so they kind of played on that a little bit because they had the old lady yeah, out yeah. there, saw it, but didn't really do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and there's this awesome line in the book when it happens. Uh, it's talking about how, like, once it, Pennywise grabs Georgie, it says, like, once his, like, face, it turns into the real it, you know, his teeth come out and his eyes, whatever, um, that Georgie's mind breaks. Oh. And he screams. And it's like, you could he- hear the sanity leaving his body through a scream and all this shit. Oh, wow. And there's a lot of stuff about how, like, when it chooses its, like, goes to its real form, it's very Lovecraftian. It's like, the mind can't comprehend what it is. Yeah. Um, and I think they tr- they did a good job with that, like, whenever... like That happened in the end with Bev. Yeah, when they're fighting him and stuff, and, like, he keeps changing, and, like, arms come out of his mm-hmm. mouth, and, like, his arm, you know, all kinds of shit. Mm-hmm. People give, like, the book and the miniseries crap about, like... It's a big spider, and it's just a big spider monster. But it expressly in the book says, like, that's the closest thing to what their minds can appropriate what it is. Yeah. Like, they're like, it's a spider, but it's way more cosmic and weird Lovecraftian. And then if you look yeah. at it, the deadlights suck you in and all that kind of shit. Okay. So, yeah. Like, what are the deadlights? You know when, uh, in the movie when, like, it opens his face and it's all teeth and then those, like, lights come out? Yeah. And it's, or in, uh, Bev's eyes go back? Yeah. They call them the deadlights in the book. Like, it'll show you the deadlights and it's that, like, otherworldly makes you go insane kind Okay. Of thing. Again, Lovecraftian kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. This is a, it's a very weird Lovecraftian book. It goes, like, hyper-mystical and they go into another dimension with a giant turtle. <laughs> I've actually read that that part about the turtle. Yeah. I, I don't really get what that was all Natural. about. What? Stephen King was on a lot of coke. Yeah. <laughs> that Lund- actually, drugs. But there was like turtle references in this yeah. movie. They had that Lego turtle. And then they referred to turtles in the sewer or something. Like, oh, it's a turtle. Or, oh, like, when they're, they're all, in the quarry yeah, or whatever. Swimming. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a whole thing. So Stephen King kind of retconned that later uh, with the Dark Tower stuff. And that falls into Dark Tower mythology. The, the turtle does? Yeah. How so? I don't want to get too deep into it because it's really fucking weird. So No, in, let's go weird. Yeah, let's get weird. Yeah. You want to get nuts? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no one else is talking about this turtle. Yeah. We're, right. getting to the, get a, we're getting to the bottom of this shit. Let's get a hot take on this turtle. Boom. Damn. It's it's green. <laughs> um, no, so in the Dark Tower the in, in Midworld where uh, Roland lives, mm-hmm. the gunslinger, which... If anyone saw the Dark Tower movie, I I, I didn't because it looked like shit and apparently it was shit. Yeah. And I have a kid and I have to pick and choose my stuff. Um, but in the books, there's a concept oh, of... Look at this guy all high and mighty now with his kid. Know, you have a kid, I guess. I'm not going to yeah. be held hostage by movies anymore. Yeah. 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 Look at yeah. This, the standards you, over here. You I have a child. Have, you <laughs> have a child. You wouldn't have gone and seen the Dark Tower with me either way. <gasps> Did you hear him yell at me? <laughs> That's a little abusive. Yeah. <laughs> Your goddamn let me, let me man- wouldn't have seen that. <laughs> exactly. <So. laughs> let me mansplain this Dark Tower shit to you. <laughs> mm. um, anyway, there's a concept of Ka, which is like fate. Mm-hmm. It's not God per se, but they always talk about Ka. If Ka wills it, okay, um, it'll happen and shit like that. And then they have the concept of a Ka-tet. And the Ka-tet is like a grouping of people. 
And if Ka wills this certain group of people together, then they have more powers than otherwise. So in uh, mm. the Dark Tower... It feels very Wheel of Time to me. Probably. With the Tabaran. Maybe. I don't yeah. know. But it's like in the Dark Tower, the Katet is Roland and um, Jake and Eddie and Susanna. And that's like their group. And they were all fated together. And when they get together, then they can like they get like sort of ESP a little bit. And it's mm-hmm. like the energy of them being together makes them stronger. And it's this concept that goes throughout the stuff. Like, even when it's flashing back to when Roland was a kid. Like, he had his quartet of gunslingers and stuff. Um, and part of, like, the ancient religions and the gunslinger is there's, like, a, a, a wheel. They always talk about the wheel. The mm-hmm. wheel turns. And it's supposed to be, like, you know, just life and years. And the wheel always turns. Yeah, like the Robert wheel. Jordan's The Wheel of Time. Yeah, like the... Yeah, yeah, the thing that Robert Jordan apparently stole from Dark Tower. Okay, cool. Uh, when did that come out? 1991? Yeah, he probably did steal from Dark Tower. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, he wrote The Gunslinger in 1970-something. Although Stephen King does apparently like Wheel of Time, so... It might have... I don't know which which chicken-egg scenario came first there. I don't know. Oh, it sounds like Stephen King. Yeah, but... maybe. <laughs> uh, but but talk... Robert Jordan also took Dune and, and, uh, and, and Conan as well, so yeah. but he, he mixed the, a lot of stuff Well, they talk together. about the Wheel of Ka and yeah, how yeah, it yeah. turns and stuff. Uh. But anyway, as a part of the wheel, it's so sort of like the the like the uh, what you call it the signs constellations. Not not the constellations, like you know your oh the astrology type yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. like uh, um, zodiac. Yeah, the, signs. the zodiac signs. It's also a combination of, like the Chinese New Year stuff. But there's like a bear and a turtle and a stuff like that. And they, like, run parallel on the beams of the tower. It's all this weird bullshit. Oh, okay. So, Robert Jordan's a little bit different. I, I don't know why I keep going back to this. Sorry to interrupt you. But. I haven't finished the Dark Tower, but it's all kind of hearsay because it's ancient religion stuff. But anyway, yeah. the turtle is one of the the main gods of Ka. Okay. And so, it's his name Maturin the Turtle. So, at certain points, they'll, like, see, like, an old relic or something, and it'll have, like, a turtle on it or a bear or something. Is he, like, a cosmic turtle that floats through space or something? That's exactly what he is. And really? apparently, there's a, there, yeah, there's oh, wow. a... <laughs> you nailed it. <laughs> there's a passage in it where they go through the dimension or whatever, and, like, Eddie and, I think, maybe Bill, or I can't remember, Eddie and someone else are going through, and they're talking to the turtle, and they find out that, like, it, it, the universe is just something that the turtle, like, choked and threw up one day. <laughs> Stephen King was on a lot of coke that's when awesome. he wrote this. Stuff. Maybe they'll go that route with uh, with the sequel. Maybe they'll go this more mystical. Yeah, that's what happens. And in, in the book, when they're kids, they do a they do a smoke hut. You know, like a Native American, they like build a hut and they yeah. get in there, and they all like go crazy. And they have a flashback of when like it hit the Earth in a meteor. Oh wow! Like from another dimension, like back like millions and billions of years yeah, ago like billions of years ago like hit where dairy is mm-hmm. and it's like this cosmic being and again it's very lovecraft bullshit um and then they don't have any more of that crazy weird shit until they're adults and that's when it gets like crazy and they do the ritual of chud and all this bullshit and then oh, okay they fight that doesn't seem like that was in the miniseries it was not none of that shit was in the miniseries okay uh, but yeah, there's the turtle, Matura and the turtle, and that's just so they worked it in. So I was like, oh, that's a nice little, a little cameo, right? Yeah. I mean, so that, cool. it might get weirder. But that book is weird as shit. <laughs> well, I mean, it might be good if they make it weird, you know? Yeah, no, I think they should like go full go, Lovecraft. Yeah, fuck it. They yeah. made enough money on this one. It's the highest grossing horror movie ever. Really? Yeah. Oh, nice. Ever. So 
one thing that I thought was weird though is um so it I guess is the manifestation of everyone's fear, correct? Yeah, or that's what he presents himself as. Yeah. Cuz he's an extra dimensional. But in the movie, it, I I wonder if this happens in the book. Um it seems like it's like, "Hey, here's something you fear, but my true form is this clown, this crazy clown." That's that's kind of what it seemed like in the movie. That's his in the the he describes the clown as his favorite form. Oh, okay. Because it's something that kids like. Cuz he eats kids. Yeah, but you know, not all of them are afraid of clowns. So, but that—that's what's weird. He becomes clown form to kind of lure kids in. Yeah, but he doesn't seem to be doing a good job of luring kids in by being like, "I'm a, I'm a nice clown. Come well, hang out with he me." Did with Georgie, yeah, in the beginning. That's like one of the kids, though. Everything else has been like, "I'm, I'm hanging from a meat hook. I am, you know." Well, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's different, and yeah, I mean. I think he's trying to scare those kids because maybe he senses the car or something like that. I don't know. I don't oh, put too much. That sounds like subtext to me. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But um, I think it's different too because like a little five-year-old kid, he can be a clown and be like, you want a balloon? And yeah. And the kid's like, all right. And then he rips their arm off and eats them. Yeah. But like a 10, year, 10 or 12-year-old kid, I don't know. That's the, 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 like, like, let's what? say let's say you're a little kid that's deathly afraid of like illnesses and plagues. And you're on the street, and a leper comes up to you. This creepy leper is like, they take your medicine, and you're freaked out. And you run through a yard to get away from the leper. And, then and you see him. a clown. In that moment, are you like, oh, I'll take a balloon. You know? Well, I think he's just trying to scare him. Because the more he scares him, the more, like, he feeds on the fear. Oh, okay. Like, that's one of the big things, is it's not just eating the kids physically. It's like... Feeding on their emotions yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's trying to scare him the most. So, and another thing is, um, so I guess there's a, what I like about Stephen King is the, the towns always, the towns act as characters. They, they have a, like these New England towns have a history and everything, which yeah. is always really fascinating. And I kind of wish they dove more into that in this movie because <laughs> it's really cool. But like, they're looking at it. They're like, oh, seeing this clown through the ages mm-hmm. or whatever. And they're like, hey, here's this. You know, they're like, oh, what's this history about? They go to Ben, right? Yeah. Ben and this one's the researcher. And yeah. We're originally supposed to be Mike. Well, Mike, Mike is the researcher as an adult. Oh, I remember. The, sorry. This is the miniseries yeah. that I keep thinking about. Because well, in the miniseries, he's into the genealogy and the, well, you know, and all that. That's not incorrect. Either. He did a report on the on the foundry burning or whatever. Yeah, in the book, his dad is into it. Oh, okay. And so his dad tells him some of this stuff secondhand. So... It, in the book, um, the book's laid out really cool because it's, you know, the parallel stories of the, the kids and the adults. But there's also interludes where it's like Mike's journals. Oh, Where he's okay. like cataloging all the crazy shit that happens oh, in there. Oh, like little sidebars in the novel. Yeah, yeah. But... So it'll be like, you know, you know, like you've got the section. So this is book one. Kind of like what Dracula three. does with the newspaper clipping yeah, type exactly. stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly like that. Yeah. But it like at the beginning of book one, it'll be like from Mike's journal. And we'll talk about like the fire at the black spot, which is like a African-American like club for black service people yeah. back in the 40s. And like how the Klan came up and like burn it down. And it was the one like... That projected the people onto yeah, that. Yeah, and then there's yeah. another one where there's like a mob shootout in the middle of the street, like a Bonnie and Clyde kind of shootout, and then all the townspeople come out and like help fire on these like mobsters and kill them all. Wow. And like Pennywise is there. So there's all these breaking up, and I've heard that in the next movie they're going to add some more of that because there wasn't really any in this movie. 
Which makes sense. You really kind of focused on the. Yeah, kids. I guess they could. They could do a lot in the second movie. They yeah. could go full crazy mythos, and they can do some history and. Yeah, and you can even like, cool. and you can tie it all in. Like I did research on the town, and then I also found all this bullshit about yeah. the ritual. Yeah, you do flashbacks. Yeah, I know you like, hate flashbacks. Yeah. Okay, so the point that. I was trying to make at, and this is a minor thing, is they were looking at like a uh, an ink plate of the signing of the seventy two founders of Derry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the kids, and there's a clown in there, and I'm like, why, why is this clown in this ink plate? So when was this ink plate made? Was it made? You know, like why is this clown showing up in this thing? You know, like he he wasn't a he couldn't have been a clown back then because he took the form later, like in the 1800s, not the 1700s. To you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So so my point is, it, it seems to me that like. Like, I'm wondering if there's, like, producer notes where they're like, we need the clown to show up every, you know, we need this imagery to show up every every five minutes. We need something. Oh, probably. You know? I mean, the clown's what you think about when you think about it. Yeah. But, I mean, he is the clown most of the time in the book, too. Yeah. So it's not, sometimes he's a wolf man, sometimes he's a leper, sometimes he's something else. But Look, all I'm saying time. is transporters should work how they need to and ink play should be dated correctly. Ah. That's all I'm saying. Like, okay? Like, oh, this man. is true. They yeah. do talk about, like, how you can go through clippings and see, like, weird people and stuff. Oh, in, in the book? They yeah. Did? Like, they talk about how um, in that mob shooting, um, when everybody's firing, like, one guy looked up and he saw what he thought was a clown standing, like, perpendicular on a building. Oh, okay. Like, if he's, like, on the side of, like, Spider-Man, like, standing out, like, holding balloons. And he's like, what the fuck is wow. that? But I'm still got to shoot these guys. Like, just weird, surreal shit like that. But that would be, like, in the 30s, so that still tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why they went with a very old-timey-looking clown rather than the bozo-looking clown. Because, like, it's supposed to be up until when, like, you could think of, like, the oldest version of a clown. Yep. Yeah, But before that, he probably wasn't a clown. It's just he figured out kids like that at some point. Yeah. So one of the things that I really liked about the movie, kind of touching on just the different versions of the clown in it, is just some of the... Um, some of the action that was going on behind the central characters in each scene Mm -hmm. and so the two that really stick out to me are when oh my god finn wolfhard what's his name (laughs) richie when richie um was talking about how he doesn't like clowns right it is actually in the background dressed up as a different version of a clown i don't think that was it i don't think yeah it was was it when he was was in the room of clowns no 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 no. when they're in the park He's at the uh, fair, and uh, there's a he. He's sort of like left of the screen. Oh, I missed he, that. He's, he's sort of like off to there's the. There's a stage, and there's a clown on the stage doing stuff. I don't I'm, think I'm that thinking. was. Yeah, it was Bill Skarsgård. He was dressed. It zoomed in on him for like a second, and it was him dressed up as wow. a different version of. I'm gonna clown. have to rewatch that. Yeah, that's kind of that's I, a cool. I yeah. I mean, like I was watch, I was looking makeup. at the clown. I just didn't think it was Bill Skarsgård. Yeah, it was the actor that plays it. He had different make. It was his real eyes. He just had the mouth kind of going. His real hair, and he was wearing like a skinny, red polka dot, whatever. Cool. But yeah, it was the actor that played it, and they kind of zoomed in when he did like something like that, which I thought was really interesting. I was like, oh, cool. And then, I guess earlier on, I can't remember what the sequence is, but um, oh my god, I'm forgetting names. Hang on, crap. The fat one? The fat one. <laughs> ben? Ben, thank you. Ben is I in, got it. Yeah. I finally got it. Ben's in the library, and he's going through the books, and you can see that, like, mm, you know, the tension's starting to rise up, and you see an old lady behind him who's mm. perusing the shelves, 
and she's just kind of back there and then he's looking down and then the camera looks back up at him from a wide angle and she turns and is staring at him and then he's going back through the books and then she's kind of like inching closer and closer and closer and kind of smiling at him and then you see the you know, and then he kind of turns around and goes, oh, shit. And there's yeah. Like, oh, man, I missed that. I read an article yeah. about that one. And the thing is about that particular one, too, is that the lady that brought in the books, who mm-hmm. is also the lady standing behind him, mm-hmm. is actually at a desk in front of him. It, yeah. And then she's so at a there, desk in front, There's too. three walking around. Well, there's the lady, quote unquote, behind him, like, getting all crazy with her face. And then there's, like, the real lady at the yeah. desk in front of him. Yeah. But we're like, oh, yeah, it's a lady in the background. Oh, yeah. wait, it was the exact same woman in the exact same outfit? I think so. Oh, and I didn't catch up, but I did see her standing behind missed, me getting closer and closer. And closer. I didn't. I, I, I missed that one, too. I read an article about, like, oh, did you miss this? I, I love wow. that. That actually sounds really creepy. Yeah. It was creepy because you're going, like, is that what? Did she turn around? And then it pans back and you're like, oh, God. Yeah, she is. But she's never in focus. Yeah. So you don't see it unless you're kind of looking beyond them, which is really interesting. But yeah, I loved it when he was in. I loved it when it was another version of yeah, it well, standing the, in the background. The, the charred like corpse of the kid without a head, like chasing Chase. Ben through the library. That I thought that yeah. was probably the creepiest part of the movie. It wasn't like scary, but it was just like that's such a fucking macabre image. Yeah, a headless, burnt child chasing you through a dark room. That yeah, was that's creepy. cool. What do you think the scariest part was, Gunge? Um, or was your favorite part? I well, talking about that, it reminded talking me talking to a girl. Wait, what? what? <laughs> a girl when Bev showed up and they had to talk to her. Oh, that was scary. Oh, that was <laughs> um, no, the the when you're talking about these these things you noticed that you you enjoyed. One mm-hmm. of the one of the my thoughts that came came to my head is the TV show that was playing in the background. Oh, yeah. oh I remember I they, that. The, the kids show. It'd be like yeah. go into the sewer and it's fun down there and you yeah. can float and you know and it's just so. I don't know. It was just so unsettling well, to I have that. that. It was always adults watching the show. Yeah. Every time that was on a TV, it was like an adult yep. watching it mm-hmm. too, which was weird. Yeah. It was just sort it of was, pervasive. Yeah, almost like a like a subliminal message to just kind of ignore everything. Well, did you every- notice all the kids in the audience were dead kids too? Oh no, I didn't. Like Patrick Hoxetter and uh, the girl. Yeah, the girl that they talk about. Really? Yeah, those are the kids in the audience. Wow. Oh, see, I didn't notice that. Like when uh. The bully kid, I can't remember his name. Uh, the bully kid, like, stabs. Yeah, Henry Bowers stabs his dad in the throat and he looks at the TV and it's smiling at him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or Pennywise. Um, his like, friend's there. Yeah, like Patrick Ho- Oxhead are sitting in front of him. And, um, oh, I never noticed that. Wow. Betsy, mm-hmm. what's her? That's Rip- really cool. Betty rips him sitting beside him and it's like dead kids, too. So it's. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of subtle things in that movie that yeah, it's kind of cool to un- unravel those layers. Yeah. Well, and then That's... there was just nice little details like A Nightmare on Elm Street, Part 5, and Batman, like, playing at the. Um, movie theater in town and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, nice. Or Lethal Weapon too. <laughs> yeah, Lethal Weapon too. I think actually the the part of the movie that scared me the most, which I didn't expect, was the part where Patrick Hoxetter is going through the tunnels mm-hmm. and I'm being chased. Well, he's thinking he's chasing the kids, and he's going. I can't remember what he he's says. Got the, the spray can. Yeah, he's the got lighter. spray can. Yeah, and then they turn around and they're like, "You found us." Yeah, and like he sprays like, it and lights up, and he sees right. these like zombie kids. But there's not one. There's like twelve behind yeah. them. Yeah, and I was like, okay, that's kind of fucked up. <laughs> I still think there's death in the book, which they kept in the, the original. What? He dies differently in the book, and it's like really weird and fucked up. How so? Um, so in the book, he's like, he murder, he kills animals. Oh, like he'll like take neighborhood cats and kill them, like slit their throats and shit. And there's like a an, an abandoned refrigerator in the Barrens. Okay. And he keeps his dead animals and shit in there. I think at one point it says he, like, kills a kid. 
Oh, wow. And, like, he keeps all these dead animals in this refrigerator, and he, like, goes down there and jerks off. It's, it's, like, <laughs> okay. it's a weird fucking book. <laughs> yeah. um, this was, Thanks, Stephen King. This was, like, when a lot of real-life serial killers were doing that shit in California. Though, yeah, and, and there's honest. a weird scene, like, right before he dies where he tries to, like, kiss Henry Bowers, and, like, he freaks out. Henry Bowers? The bad guy. The, the, the kid with the sort of mullet. You know, the mullet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he like tries to like kiss him and it's this weird psychosexual thing. And like Henry Bowers like punches him. He's like, fuck you. And then like, so he goes over to his like kill fridge to go hang out and it opens and all these like flying leeches come out of it. Like a thousand flying leeches come out of it and attack him and wow. just like get like climb all over his body and like start sucking all his blood and it like tears him up. And then as he's crawling to try to get away, like, Pennywise shows up and, like, drags him into the sewer. Wow. And it's, that was in the original uh, Kerry Fukunaga draft. And they were like, that's a bit much. Yeah, I was, I was just going to ask you <laughs> if that was part of the thing. They're like, let's not make it so edgy. Yeah, that was, I don't know if, like, the kiss and the, the jerking off and the kill, killing it. Well, I mean, that would have been pretty uh, disturbing, though. Yeah. So, like, yeah. the scene in the movie was creepy, but uh, it wasn't like, ugh. Like I said, the book's pretty fucked up in places. They would have had to have made a lot more time for that side character. Yeah. I, obviously, I, I, I know the book that, is so big. Yeah, I know why they, they cut they it. To like, cut you gotta, like, stuff. explain all this shit. Yeah. yeah. But the but that scene is just I mean, they condensed the bullies down pretty good. Yeah. They're like, oh, these are bullies. They're, I wonder... So a being big, driven by it, you know? Yeah, another big plot point in the second half, or the adult half, is that Henry Bowers is alive. He chases, oh, that's right. he chases them down in the sewers, and then it comes up and, like, kills the fat bully and then, like, drives him crazy. And so when they're adults and they come back to Derry, Henry Bowers is in a mental institution. That, yeah, I and then, like, remember that. And then it breaks him out, and he's actually stalking the adults, too. So you've got, like, it over here, and then Bev's ex-husband, and then Henry Bowers, like, trying to kill people, too. And it's this whole big kind of crazy cacophony of violence. Um, but... I mean, they threw that fucking kid down a well, man. He could have survived. Yeah, it was like a, let's let's just call it a thousand foot well for some. Yeah, reason. the thing just kept going. Let's like, just what? pretend there's water down below that right. he breaks his fall, yeah. right? Right. So I'm, I was just wondering because like they didn't like say like, oh yeah, he's he's dead or he's actually alive. So I, hopefully he's back because that's a cool plot point. Yeah, but I was wondering about that because it wasn't as um like. We didn't. They didn't throw him down a fucking well. Yeah. <laughs> in the book, what did yeah. happen in the book to him? So in the book, they like the losers go into the sewer. Mm-hmm. Like you know, in the beginning of the movie, where they're just in the sewer entrance and they yeah. find Betty Ripson's shoe. That's where they go in to go find it. Yeah. And like they know because of the cotet that like how they'll go and they go through the pipes and everything. And Henry Bowers and Belch and like the blonde haired kid like follow them in. Like we're gonna kill them. Like, we're just going to murder these kids down here because mm-hmm. they're all crazy and stuff. And then that's, like, part of the sequence. And then it shows up and as, like, Frankenstein's monster and rips the fat kid's head off. Wow. Like, literally, like, picks him up and just rips his head the off. The fat bully. Yeah. And then, uh, I think kills the blonde kid, too. And then Henry Bauer sees it and he goes, like, insane and his hair turns white. Wow. Like I said, it's very Lovecraftian. So... Did you like the alternative entrance then in the movie? Because they had a like a dilapidated house. That's in the book. So the house on Nebolt Street is a big plot point. Okay. When they first fight it, they go and like meet, like go to the house because they see it there all the time with the lepers. That whole scene with the lepers, like straight out of the book, and they go there and they like bring a slingshot. 
full of like ball bearings and stuff and they're like we're gonna because they're like 10 years old they don't fucking know any better yeah and they go to the 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 house and then it shows up as a werewolf mm. um because richie's afraid of werewolves yeah in the miniseries he was afraid of werewolves but he saw him in a movie theater. yeah yeah he's afraid the, the teenage werewolf yeah um, teen wolf that's what they should have done they should have a teen wolf <laughs> reference right. ah. yeah. well everyone was wondering like if they were going to have like a freddy krueger like if he would show up as freddy krueger or some shit yeah. because it's new line they could have yeah um but then they like fight it and they shoot him in the head with a ball bearing like you know the scene where she shoves the the post through his head and yep. his face goes all fucked up in the book they sh- shoot him with a slingshot like bev shoots him with a slingshot because mm-hmm. she's the best shot and that's how they first injure him and they're like oh he can be hurt all yeah. Kind of shit. But I, then they go to the sewers later. Oh. Like I like the 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 uh they condensed it. The economy well, of saying like, "Oh, that house was built over the well, which is where the main entrance is." Yeah. I was like, "That is fine. That's perfectly fine. That's way more economical." Yeah. <laughs> I I did like the fight at the end too. They Yeah, I think the fight in the end is better than the book. Yeah. Because in the book they don't fight him. They just yell at each other like in the miniseries. And then Eddie sprays him with his inhaler and he dies. Yeah. And you're like, what? <laughs> We've defeated you with love and friendship. Well, That's pretty much what it is. Well, in the book, it's way more expressly like he feeds off the fear. And when he says, I'm not afraid, and he shoots him with the inhaler. Yeah. Because that's what gives him strength. And it's like, oh, fuck, no. They, they did a good job I like illustrating that. They that. the piss out. They, they illustrated that point that they weren't afraid of him anymore. And then they still had a fight scene, which was nice. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I like. And I just like the fact that it kept turning into different things while they were fighting it. Like, at one point, it turned into Bev's dad, and then she just clubbed the shit out of it. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, that was that was extremely disturbing. Yeah, Bev's dad was the scariest thing in the fucking movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He when you read creepy. that in the book, you're like, this is fucked up. And then to see it play almost exactly the same way on screen, you're like, yeah. this is really and He's all sweaty all the time, yeah. and like, oh. Yeah, that poor girl. Yeah. Felt really bad for her. Yeah. It was fucked up. But yeah, I mean, I, I left going like, Wow, we watched we watched a lot of violence towards children today. Yeah, that's like the highest grossing horror movie ever is about like molestation and child murder. Yeah, I was yeah. going like, should this be making money? I don't know. <sighs> it made all the money. Oh my god! Did but you... yeah. Well, in terms of like scenes, um, also that I enjoy. What did you think of that? Um, the the painting in the synagogue. Um, you know, I thought it was a cool idea. I I I wasn't. I didn't think that you was didn't have any. Yeah. No, I didn't. that wasn't I didn't in the book though, it. right? No, it was creepy, and I like the visual. Yeah, yeah, it um, it, it looked cool on screen. Yeah, but I don't in, think in the scary. book, like Stan goes to the the standpipe, which yeah. is a big you know water housing thing in town, and to like draw pictures or something, and then like he gets chased around by a bunch of like drowned children or something like that. Well, it's like it's so different. in the book, it's like. And even in the miniseries, from what I remember, it's like, oh, there's, you're being chased by a werewolf or what, you know, it's yeah. like, there, I was like, I was expecting, half expecting a werewolf to show up in this one, and I was okay that it didn't happen, because yeah. I, it's almost like it's not really scary anymore to yeah. have a werewolf, and well, so it's kind of nice that they've, they came up with new monsters yeah. to well, show up. In the book, it's not always something you're expressly afraid of, either. Yeah. Like, there's oh, a scene, okay. you know when they talk about, like, the, the, the explosion at the big ironworks, and yeah. you know, the kid with his head blown off? So there's a scene in the book where Mike, the black kid, like rides his bike over to the ironworks because okay. he's just bored and he just goes over there because he doesn't have any friends. And there's a giant, like it takes the form of like a giant bird, like a big sooty crow that lives in like one of the old pipes at the ironworks. When you say giant, you mean like a six foot tall bird, a 20 foot tall bird? I'd probably like 12. 12 feet. Let's okay. Just split the difference. All right. <laughs> 
I know, but you know, if you see a twelve like a, foot bird, that's fucking scary. Yeah, but like a a uh, a, a three foot bird would also be scary. Yeah, yeah no, but it's like me, twelve. Yeah. Like it's a oh, it's okay. a huge like fucking bird that hangs upside down like a bat in this big pipe. They actually reference it in a eleven twenty two sixty three. Yeah, the Kennedy book. Like the main character goes to Derry in like nineteen fifty something. Yeah, and he goes to the standpipe and he he's like, "There's a giant bird that like speaks to me in my mind." So they reference Pennywise in it. It's oh, cool. But, um, yeah, so it's not always, like, this is expressly what you're afraid of. It's also just, like, here's a big fucking weird thing that I am also here. Yeah. Because he's just a pervasive extra-dimensional entity. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Or I... Stephen King just, like, blew a ray of coke and was like, it's a big fucking bird! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I just, I really liked it. I... That dude knew how to do drugs and knew how to write. Yeah. yeah. Great. Do them together, baby. Yeah. Look, I, I, I really liked it because you, up front, you, you knew like kind of what the plot was going to be. You knew once you started getting through a couple characters, kind of like moments of when they saw it, that you were going to get through all of them. And then you either be a moment where they have to, where A, they realize that there's an it and then they have to fight the it. And then, you know, they have to, and then there's going to be the, the moment where they think they're going to win and then they're going to lose and then somebody's going to come back. But like it, it all still worked. Mm-hmm. And I also and I still felt surprised at some points, and there were still little like moments where I was like, "Oh, I wasn't expecting that." That's cool. oh yeah, like my my favorite visual, or my two favorite visuals in the whole movie were um, when Bev puts the like the the, the, the fence pipe. post like through that his head, was really and then like cool. half of his face is the teeth, and his eyes all fucked up, and then the blood's flowing up, yeah, like floating away from his face, and he's like, "Ah." That I looked that, really, really it cool. It looked really good. And I liked that they didn't cut away from it. They showed it from different angles. Yeah. Like, that was really cool. That was really cool. I loved when Pennywise, like, all the teeth came out and his eyes went all yeah. haywire. Yeah. And when they're in the garage with the slideshow part. Yeah. Yeah. Not the part from the, the trailer where it's the, the right. carousel going fast. Right. But when the giant Pennywise monster with the crazy teeth and the eyes is, like, going after him. It was just, like, that was the most sort of shocking, like, Holy shit! Scary visual. I mean, it wasn't super scary, but it was like, oh, it was shit. really tense. Yeah, yeah. like you're like, like, how are they gonna get out of this? Yeah, That's... and it was just such a surreal thing. This giant, crazy tooth monster clown. Like, let's go back to one thing that I love. That from the moment I saw it, I was like, this is gonna be a good movie. In the very, very beginning, you touched on it. Was it his eyes? Yeah. In the sewer, when it Pennywise is talking to Georgie, and you get through about a Poor minute. Georgie. Yeah, you get through like a minute or two of dialogue. And then the camera goes back to it, and his eyes start to wander and yeah. start to point in different directions. And he has to kind of shake himself back out and kind of refocus. Man, I didn't catch that. Yeah, and apparently that, that was oh, like that was Bill good. Skarsgård can do that, so that really? wasn't even an effect. Like he was just doing that with his eyes. Wow. Oh, see that? I I loved. I was like, oh, this is gonna well. Be good. Someone online made a good point <laughs> that like the it happens when he gets really excited because he's like really close to like right. eating him, and so he's losing control of right. The form he's chosen, he's turning into the real it. So right. like his eyes, like yeah, start to go wonky. <laughs> yeah. So th- I I loved that detail. And then when he did open his mouth and you saw his teeth, that's almost exactly what uh, an anglerfish looks like. Yeah. It's like a very very. Deep... I love that the teeth just keep coming. <laughs> yeah, it's a deep. If you Google, I think it's a uh, just an anglerfish. Yeah. Um, images of it. It's like what you see at the very bottom of the ocean where there's no light, there's no nothing. It's terrifying, and um. It's, you know, the razor sharp rows and rows and rows of teeth. And I thought, like, that is a really cool visual. Because oh, yeah. if you think of, like, what's a, what's a scary looking fish, like, 
like it lives at the bottom of the ocean where there's no light like what a cool way to work in something like yeah. from nature to make it scarier yeah, i mean because the worst they did i mean and just effects budget and stuff and the original miniseries was just tim curry with pointy fangs yeah tim, tim curry smoking like a four pack yeah. a day hey georgie <laughs> I, I got a balloon. <laughs> uh, that's my favorite part about Pennywise in the original series is that he looks like Bozo, yeah. but he sounds like a drunk. <laughs> so he's like, you want to come down here? I got a balloon. It's like he still doesn't understand why kids like clowns. Yeah. Like, I think that's the part of it. Like, he looks so goofy and weird, but he doesn't know. He doesn't act- yeah. Yeah. Like, he's just like, kids like clowns. So I'm going to be a clown. It also took me a while, and I don't. I guess that they did this in the original miniseries, but it didn't connect with me because it did, it wasn't exaggerated enough. But in this movie, it took me a while to figure out that they shaped his head exactly like a balloon. Yeah, they didn't do that in the original. They originally just had the clown head. But, yeah, it well, took I, me a minute to go, and it was oh, weird too because it's a like, It seemed like from scene to scene, his head was shaped differently. Yeah. And his hair was different in a lot of scenes too. Like that scene like where he's holding all the balloons, talking to Eddie. It's like perfect. Mm-hmm. And then other scenes, it'd be kind of down. Like it was just, hmm. he, he looked different. And not like they didn't have a good continuity in scenes. It's just, but like sometimes to make it more head, surreal. Yeah, sometimes his head looked really big, and sometimes it looked lopsided. Right. Sometimes his eyes were crazy, and it was just like it. Well, and weird. then they, at the end they tied it back because he, you know, gets like a blow to the head, and it kind of disintegrates like a balloon. Yeah. You know, I thought like, oh, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I like how the paint's cracking on like the top of his head. Yeah. But it's not like paint crackle. It's like the skin's all. I don't know. Yeah. Just I love the design. It's. Yeah, they, they did, did a good, good job with the details and making every little thing about it off to where you never felt comfortable looking yeah. at it, even though you were seeing it the whole time. Yeah. Right? Because if you were just seeing it the whole time, like in the original miniseries, you're kind of like, oh, okay. It's Tim Curry just being loud. But this, they're making it like the little details. You're like, ooh, this, like, ooh. Like yeah. his eyes start to go and, you know. Well, like I said, they did a good job the best they can at trying to uh, do that sort of Lovecraftian sur- surreality. Like, yeah. His head, his, yeah. his mouth just keeps opening until it's not a head anymore. It's right. just a maw. It just keeps the audience like really uncomfortable the yeah. whole time, which I thought was a, a really cool idea. Yeah. So can can you explain this to me? The at the end when they finally go to his uh, his headquarters, to, for lack of a better word, <laughs> his corporate office, Pennywise HQ. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Dallas. It's Texas. just a, a pile of garbage with dead kids floating around. What what's that all about? Well, the garbage is, that... is like kids' toys. I don't know if you saw like up close, but it's like rocking horses and shoes yeah. and bicycles and shit, which I is actually it was pretty creepy. All of their stuff. The yeah, I imagine stuff. it's the kids that he murdered, it's like all their like shit Georgie's from like the past two hundred years. Yeah, it's like Georgie what's, jackets. In but it. what's the? Uh, I guess what's the purpose around them floating? I mean, is that's there, not is in the there... book. Oh, it's not in the book. You just fucking. You eat think them. they just had a wanted a cool visual or something, yeah. or you think they're gonna work that into something bigger? Well, the the thing with like Bev floating. Like when she's in the deadlights, yeah. Um, that's kind of thing in the in the they did in the miniseries, I believe, in the book. Like when he's a spider, he like wraps them up in the cocoons mm-hmm. and shit, and leaves them up there. Oh, this um, is this is much better than spider webs, though. Yeah, I don't know what they're gonna do about the spiders. Um, but the floating kind of makes sense. Well, everyone bitches about the spider, so maybe they just won't do it. Yeah, I don't know. You know? I think the spider's cool because that's creepy as shit. Like if they did it like they did Shellub and uh. Return of the King. Yeah. That'd be creepy as shit. That spider was gross. Or like like arachnophobia. Yeah. yeah. Kind of. It was a long time since I've seen that movie. Yeah. But, or like know. or like eight legged I don't know. I just I just think spiders are scary in general, man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's not if you make a bad animatronic spider, 
And yeah, it's like, that's stupid. It's a cheesy spider. But if you make like a really gross, creepy, like alien looking fucking spider Nobody monster. Nobody laughed at my eight-legged freaks joke. Nobody laughed at eight-legged freaks. <sighs> I didn't know that reference. Sorry. It's like Scarlett that's Johansson's a, first movie. That's a David Arquette movie. Yeah, with David Arquette. And it was terrible, Gedge. Okay. It was funny about it. I'll put it on my Bring list. Bring some levity. It's a bad movie. It's the old podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, no, I whatever. I don't give a shit. Like, I'm just curious. I think they're gonna deviate hugely from the book in the next movie, which is totally fine because it's the weakest part of the book. I mean, they'll probably still hit the same plot beats, but yeah, like, I don't know. I mean, they de- they deviated only... a lot in this movie, but yeah. for it, the better. Yeah, yeah. There's only it was like still so many things I could think that they could even make a movie out of with yeah. the adult version right now. Yeah. So, so this is. On top of that, probably the best, like, the highest grossing Stephen King adaption as well, then, correct? No, oh, yeah. I think the second highest was... The Shining? Maybe The Shining. I saw a chart of it the other day. Yeah. And if you haven't followed him on Twitter, he's hysterical. Stephen King? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah, there is The Shining This must be a, a bit... This is a kind of a big year, last year for the for Stephen King. Yeah. A lot of adaptions of his works. Yeah, he had this, uh, Dark Tower, which was apparently god-awful, a TV show based on Mr. Mercedes. Yeah, doesn't wasn't uh, 11-23-63 or whatever? Was, that was last that, year. Last year? And then they're making another Hulu show called Castle Rock. Mm-hmm. That's oh. based off, like, the Stephen King mythos. Like, yeah. Also, The Mist. Wasn't The Mist this year? Yeah, there's a Mist TV show, which apparently was also awful. Yeah. <laughs> That's still a really big year. He's got to be, like, rolling in some Oh, yeah, just on money. this movie alone, yeah. he's probably... God, Stephen King so. prints money, apparently. Yeah. Stephen King does not charge anybody for his short stories. Oh, cool. So, what like, you if you're a student filmmaker, you can write him and be like, Hey, Stephen King, I'm going to make a, a movie out of your short story. He's like, fucking go for it. Really? Yeah. The mo- the books he does because that's how he makes money. But the short like you can make a movie you can make a short. cool student film with his short stories. That's pretty. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, so that's why you see more TV shows and stuff based off of short stories than you do otherwise. Mm-hmm. Oh really? Cool. Yeah. I didn't I didn't know that. Yeah. Cool. So that's that's pretty interesting. Because he's got more money than God. Yeah. <laughs> does God have money? I didn't think you could take it with you, God as they say. Money. You Man. can't take it with you when you go, guys. Live, YOLO! Okay. Yeah, but you don't take it with you because then God takes it. Oh, I get it. That's he's why like he's got cops. all the money. He's like the cops. He can just take money out of your wallet. I Oops. Mean, how many novels has Stephen King written? Too many. A lot. Is it over 200? 30, I don't think it's that many, but there's a bunch. 50? Let's Let's throw it in the Google He machine. writes at least one a year. I was going to say, sometimes we're, more. we're getting close to an hour and a half, guys. We need to get to the final thoughts. How many novels has Stephen King published by the end of 2016? That's why. Um, King has published 56 novels. Yeah, okay, so I was... That's all, a lot. I said 30 to 50. Uh, Oops. That's oh, as of February 1st, 2017, 57. Ah, well, see, I would have gotten close at Wheel of Fortune. Or that's Jeopardy. a lot, especially since... They're massive, usually? Yeah, like, a good portion of those are in the thousands. So, Damn. I think he, you know, he's rolling the dough, but he's... Had a lot of money since the beginning because he was doing a lot of cocaine. <laughs> and he had to afford that, you know. Uh, he had to afford that. Back habit. in the day, though, inflation. I think if in you, the mid to late eighties, coke wasn't that like expensive. Now really? you'd have yeah. to, yeah, yeah. If you adjusted for inflation, I, I would have just watched Narcos. I probably would have known that. Yeah, but exactly. he was all. I mean, like his first novel got cr- turned into a movie. Like, yeah, boom. Like, you wrote Carrie. Carrie was a movie. Well, he had and like, then like it was, a like, from I, there. 
Yeah, they they gave him a huge advance for Carrie too. Yeah, for the book itself. Yeah, like when it went hardcover or whatever, when it went or no, when it went paperback, he got a huge. Yeah, uh, and then Salem's Lot, boom! Then he had a movie of that, and then it was just like, so he never, other than before that, he was like never not successful. And yeah. Firestarter, guys, hello, started Drew Barrymore's Man career. Is always talking about Firestarter. It's a good movie. It's worth. When's a the watch. last time you watched Firestarter? When I was ten. Yeah. <laughs> so final There's... thoughts. It sucked. I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> clowns are dumb. Final thoughts. I like Tim Curry better. Yeah. Yeah. Boo. Okay, so if you guys are out there and you are going to go back and rewatch it, go back and look for some of the details. If you missed it last time. Yeah. Because we're like, have to there's do a that clown too. in it. <laughs> yeah. There's His a head lot, changed the shape. There's a and lot stuff. of good stuff yeah. in there. And there's some kids. Yeah. In All it. right. So, I took I took notes on the kids' names and I didn't even need to use any of them. Name like, them now. Uh, Eddie, Bill, mm-hmm. Bev, mm-hmm. Uh, Georgie. Mm-hmm. But he's not, he's dead. He's not a kid. And then there's uh, Mike. Yes, mm-hmm. good job. Did I say Eddie? Yes. Yes. Mm. Uh, ben. Yep. And the one I can't remember. Richie. Richie. The loudest one in the movie. Richie. <laughs> beep, beep, Richie. Yeah. We didn't really talk about the kids that much. So final thought. They did a great job. Yeah, no. They they cast. We did talk about the casting. It was yeah. my favorite kid was Eddie. I don't know why, but him just throwing it back at Richie all the time was just hilarious. He was just so manic. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was a good character. It's gray water. My mom's gonna kick my ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like when when uh when he fell in gray water and they're like, whoa, that's all gray water. You better get out of there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they're like it's gross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I I think a lot of movies and TV shows do children wrong. Yeah. And uh, they're either like they they either really annoying, or they make them into like super wise miniature adults. Yeah. And they always cast them next to really dumb adults to make them look even smarter. So it's mm-hmm. like, this is the kid. He runs the family, and we all pay attention to him, kind of thing. Yeah. And he's gonna give us all the advice. And this one I think did children right because you if you think back to at least for me. Looking back when I was a kid, I never really thought of myself as inexperienced or naive or anything. It, but like look, but it, but looking back, it's like, oh, I was really earnest about everything. I yeah. took everything really seriously, you know. And I think that they portrayed that really well with these children. Yeah, they did the 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 mix of like kid logic and yeah. like the way they talk to each other. Like, just I love the fact that they were so vulgar. Yep. Because when you're like. 12 year old that's all you want to do is just curse a lot yep you know or you're 31 like me you just want to curse a lot yeah <laughs> um you hit 12 and you never stop cursing yeah and it's just the way they were just still doing like stupid kid jokes all the time but then still throwing in f-bombs and yeah and all that shit. like someone online was like why didn't they like call the police when that kid carved an h in the other kid's stomach it's like because you're fucking 10 yeah you just want to like not let anyone know you're in trouble mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah you could break your arm like playing basketball or something. You're like, I'll walk it off. I can't tell my mom. Yeah, my mom is going to be out. Well, what's interesting is like maybe that's different now. I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's a generational thing with children now. Yeah. But I, I like that they said it in the 80s because I don't think there was – there's too much of a gap between growing up in the 50s and the 80s aside yeah. from there was Nintendo, you know? Yeah. But because, um, you know, we all rode around on our bikes, or at least I did, you know, and – you know, we spent a lot of time away from home without parental supervision. And 
And so it, to me, it makes sense that like, oh, it carved an H in or like, we're going to take care of this. It was like, yeah, that, that makes sense. We're going to, yeah. you know, it, yeah, I liked it. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was great. I thought the kids were great. They're going to have really great careers now, you know, so good luck to well, all those little kids. The, uh, Eddie, the, the, ones that the guy live. who played Eddie, yeah. he, he already, already has a great career. Yeah. He's got he's his coming. own, he's got his own crew over at Netflix. Yeah. What, what does that mean? He's on Stranger Things. Yeah, he's the main kid on Stranger Things. Or not Eddie, Richie. Richie, guys. Richie. Richie? Richie? Yes, yeah. Richie. Oh, I was way off. Yeah. Well, yeah. Eddie, Richie. <laughs> yeah, they all, they, yeah. All right, it's getting late for us podcasters. It's going on nine o'clock, guys. Hey, let's talk about Stranger Things season two. All right, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm excited. Me too. Yeah. There's a giant spider in that one. Yeah, it's going to be all, it looks all Lovecraftian too. Yeah. I think it's going to be great. Then what keeps, do you think? Then it keeps giving us a guys, go home. Guys. We're going to ignore people it. Turned, people turned us off at an hour. I okay. listened to a four and a half hour podcast on the Macho Man Randy Savage last week. It's because you have issues. And then I listened to a three hour podcast where three guys ranked all the James Bond cold openings the other John, day. because you have issues. I'm just saying there's also weird, lonely people with issues out there that want to hear us talk about yeah. killer clowns. Mm, okay well <laughs> right in and prove me wrong but I, i'm pretty sure everybody turned us off about 30 minutes ago yeah all right yeah all right so prove we, us wrong prove us send wrong. us emails if you made it to right now if you send us an email we will make a shirt with our logo on it and send it to you we will yep wow <laughs> that sounds awesome comes out of gedge's pocket what no, i'm I, pretty sure everyone that listens to this show gets to this point so that's a lot of i'm pretty sure too okay uh, i'm well, not no oh, damn it we're gonna wait, lose right money in, on this show right oh in, no right in tell me your size we already make negative and money your shipping on it. address and i'll send you a t-shirt with our lo- we do we have a logo yes yeah. we have a logo that's amazing Weirdo. what does Always it look like oh my god <laughs> where can they go to find our logo john the internet <laughs> awesome <laughs> we could go you go can, to instagram yeah you go to cool instagram but sucks. cool but sucks you can go to avoid twitter. twitter though twitter's a disease yeah we're kind of over twitter yeah but also that's where we post the shows up so go to twitter yeah and our <laughs> handle is cool but sucks um and that's about it yeah we got the facebook page nobody does that we do have a, a friend from high school who follows us and he asked for a shout out so this goes out to charlie richards Oh, oh, hey, Charlie. Hey. What's up, man? Shout out to you, so now you can get but off the back about it. I doubt he has ever gotten to this point in the episode. Oh, though. no. He's ever. A nice guy. Nice yeah. guy. What's up, Charlie? Um, he's probably like, it, not into it. He's like, I <laughs> hate clowns. I like the Defenders, <laughs> but they stopped talking about Defenders, so. <laughs> right. Maybe. Um, yeah. yeah, all right. Yeah, you can go to Facebook.com slash Podcast. Where can they really find us, though? www.itscoolbutitsucks.com. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll start putting content up on there again. Yeah. Boom. Maybe. It would be cool. Yeah, but... But it probably sucks. Follow yeah. us on Instagram. That's where we mainly post. And let us know what you thought about it. And if you saw anything else in the background that we missed, let us know. Because I'm sure somebody else out there did. Yeah. And we might actually talk about it next time. Yeah. Maybe. maybe. That's maybe. right. We'll stop talking about wrestling. No. <laughs> Never. Let's talk about Macho Man. The macho Man. All right. Or Jesse Ventura. And he had lust in his eye. <laughs> I can't a do a macho man. coffee. <laughs> Just stopped in for a cup of coffee. All right. See ya. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys.